What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Marvel Alliance Podcast, where we cover anything and everything to do with the Marvel Universe. From the comics, TV, and movies, we'll go from the Mojoverse to Earth-616 to the blue area of the moon in order to bring the Marvel Universe right to you. I'm the Uncanny Chris. I'm the Friendly Neighborhood Brent. And I'm still waiting for a Spider-Man trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Alliance Assemble. Not Not the Travis I would have expected to say that. No, I've been waiting in the green room for months. I've been told Chris, whenever the Spider-Man trailer drops, I'm guesting on your show. Been waiting in the green room for months, nothing. I, I, so I, I just had to come out for something. Animation came up and bam. I mean, they're not dropping it because they're going to delay the thing. So they just oh, don't yeah. want multiple marketing campaigns. You're right. I know. Uh, yeah, but volume 62. So first, how are, well, we have our, as you heard, we have a guest on tonight from uh, Superhero Discussions and DC Alliance. We've got Travis Hines. So, you know, when animation comes calling, he is the first one to go jumping on. So how are you doing tonight, Travis? Pretty good, Chris. Uh, 
excited to talk about this. Marvel's first, Marvel Studios' first foray into animation, and I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I'm not going to lie. So can't wait to get into that. And I'm just trying to make sure I don't say any Titan spoilers because I just watched the first three episodes and <laughs> bravo, bravo. I haven't I haven't seen it yet. I haven't bravo. seen it. Have That's all. Bravo. That's all I'll say. Bravo. Uh Brent, how you doing tonight? How's the week been treating you? I am exhausted. It is. We are right there in the thick of it. You know, I I got about a week and a half to get through and things will start to settle down. But right now I am lucky to be awake. She, she, it's funny we, we both are in education you're in a very different part of education than i am you saying a week and a half is going to start settling down and a week and a half uh the kids come staff comes back next week kids come back the week after that so it'll start probably it'll start settling down in the middle of september for me yeah it's probably really more like two weeks two to two and a half weeks if i'm really being accurate but just getting through the next week and a half will be like the big weight off the shoulders so yeah. that's easy and does itself but yeah, so well, we're here. We got some Marvel content. We got some Marvel news. So let's get those show plugs out of the way. So we are part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network with eight shows coming at you six days a week. We got World's Finest True Believers and Ranger Alliance going bi-weekly on Mondays. This week was Ranger Alliance dropping their episode. So next week we'll have a new episode of World's Finest True Believers coming at you with a first-time guest and a very timely story for uh, with Titans premiering. We have a very titans-esque story uh to drop that's very timely for uh the series itself so be on look out for the preview is the ending bad is the ending bad it depends how you look at it um and so uh, so yeah be on the lookout for the preview on friday afternoon and uh it'll drop monday morning then we've got tuesdays with dc alliance we've got superhero discussions on wednesday star wars alliance and our newest show a walk through the multiverse dropping bi-weekly on thursdays we've got this show marvel alliance on fridays and slice of film bi-weekly on sundays that is a move for that show so again six h give me eight shows six days a week this shows you if you're watching it live we go live on thursday nights and dc alliance goes live on monday nights so we want to applaud dc alliance for uh, their very very good and excellent review of the suicide squad so that's the first time travis and clay have done the review since clay has come on as co-host so again bravo's got to lucky enough to be a part of that and uh, I like it. I kind of give you a little guff at that point to say no, no uh, DC Alliance this week. And then you're not having just one, but two point episodes this week. <laughs> well, we kind of got the notice from above that Titans should be talked about, which I was already on that team. Agreed. Anyway. So uh, we had to do a special and they dropped three episodes, which is like almost two hours worth of content. So it's mm-hmm. a special episode, and it's nice for Clay to get out a few of these point fives. considering I don't think we've done one since he's joined. So no, I, I don't think comic, so either. The, the comic was, was news to me, so I got to listen to it. I love that when I'm not on a podcast, so I'll probably be fast-forwarding <laughs> this first little bit of, <laughs> of your podcast when I listen tomorrow. But you know. There you go. Yep, that, there you go. So, uh, so yeah. So, check the shows out. Then uh, we've got a Patreon. So, we want to thank our patrons. We can't do this without your support. We have two tiers: the dollar tiers or tip jar, just saying, "Hey, we're doing a good job. We appreciate you." And then we've got our five dollar tier, which are our ad-free episodes, early access episodes, and our Patreon exclusive episodes. And 
Travis and I, right before doing this show, we have done a Patreon show uh, that hopefully should be dropping within the next week, focusing on what, Travis? What did we what did we delve into? Scoopers, because of the giant oh. freaking robot tra- uh, scooper that just came out to the scene. Yeah, this this scooper that is nobody's ever heard of, and suddenly they're they're just throwing everything at the wall. We'll we'll find out if there's anything to them. <laughs> Are we there? Oh yeah, Chris. Chris <laughs> just kind of cut out. Yep, cut out. <laughs> yep, you did cut out, didn't you? I yeah, did we were. Cut. I was just saying this scooper that you guys are talking about. We're you know we'll find out if there's anything to them. But right now they're just throwing it all at the wall. Gotcha. Yeah. So sorry about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check those out, patrons at that point. So be on the lookout for those feeds. And I want to uh, plug, as always, our official sponsor. Let me share my screen. That would be organicpricebooks.com. So again, organicpricebooks.com for all your omnibus, hardcover, collected edition needs. Use that code MARVELGUA at checkout to get $2 off every single order. As you see at the top of the screen, final order cutoff for uh, this next, this current round of solicitations in eight days. Uh, he's got a special section right now looking at, uh, since they're moving to PRH with, uh, getting the books now. So now they're doing kind of weekly cutoffs for guaranteed pre-orders. So you got a little bit of Star Wars, Immortal Hulk, Thor, some Marvel Masterworks silks in there. So check out organicpricebooks.com for all your omnibus needs. Again, use that code MarvelGUA at checkout. We'd like to thank them for being a sponsor of the show. All right. We have a, a we have a Disney Plus MCU show, gentlemen. It's only been how many weeks did we have to wait? Four weeks? Three weeks? So tough for you guys. I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean so tough? For, yeah, I know. When, I mean, when you got and it's all quality, quality. When, when you got your stuff together, you know, it just comes out <laughs> in a reasonable time frame. Well, if you enjoy both, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> That's true. Well, yes, we have the first episode of What If, and the title of it is What If Captain Captain Carter Became the First Avenger, or Peggy Carter Became the First Avenger. So first, high-level thoughts. Start with our guest, Travis, as the uh, animated guru of the network. I like this a lot more than I thought. I really enjoyed the story. The animation took a little time to warm up to for me. Uh, I don't. I know this is the animation style for the entire season or series. We'll say for what I, from what we read, but they start doing some things with the lighting in the animation, where half of Captain Carter, like a couple times where she was in action, mm-hmm. and it just it really worked for me and it caused me to start to enjoy the animation style uh i thought there was some some great like one-off uh full scenes of her there's a her landing in a enemy plane and going through the plane that it was a great scene and i'm sorry but i know it's mk1 suit uh supposed to be kind of like that but all i saw was the iron giant when when we saw that, that's all I could see. <laughs> I like, this is so awesome. The the animation style does lend itself to more feeling that way. But sure. uh, <laughs> what did you think, Brent? You know, I liked it. I'm not I'm not going to come out here and tell you I thought it was like the best debut episode of a new Disney Plus show, but it was solid. It was entertaining. It was a nice uh, twisting of a you know a beloved movie that that we've already seen a million times, and it really was 
like going through the movie. And as I understand it, some of these are going to deviate more than others. This one really was kind of just, you know, pull out Steve, put in Peggy in the place of the movie. And then they kind of went through the highlights of it. Not exactly. Of course, there were differences in general. For me, it worked. The animation, it's probably, I'm not going to say it's like the smoothest animation I've ever seen, but it didn't take me out of the story. It didn't bother me too much. Um, there's been a lot of to do about the voice acting. Uh, you can kind of tell who the who the more professional voice actors are and who aren't. Basically, if it's if it's an if it's an MCU actor actress voicing the character, it's okay. And it's it's not like the best, but it, it's okay. And so it's fine. Like you know it. Sebastian Stan, like his his Bucky, I thought was a little wooden, let's say a little stiff, like didn't quite get into it. But overall, I thought Haley Atwell did a pretty good job and I'm excited to see what they do next. It's just a fun little side story. You know, I don't I don't think this is going to have like the weekly phenomenon that the other shows had become like, you know, across Twitter and Facebook and TikTok and wherever. I don't see this show becoming that big, but I'm going to enjoy it for the next eight weeks. Yeah, that would be quite a quite an interesting thing if it does, if any of the episodes rise to that level, an animated show, let alone, because, I mean, I don't, uh, the animated shows just don't, uh, well, I mean, like, Invincible did basically kind of become like that, but I, I don't know. It's just interesting in our geek circles, it rose to that occasion, but I, it would be interesting for a Marvel show in the animated form kind of doing that. But yeah, going, going with my high level thoughts, I really enjoy the animation. I'm a big fan of cell shading. Um, I think it's come a very, very long way in the sense of when I remember a scanner darkly <laughs> and uh, it's, it, it's very refined. It reminds me, it's definitely very much. I, I watch that and I see the Fleischer cartoons from Superman. It, it's, it's a lot like that. Um, I, I thought this is probably the best episode in the sense of if you want to, if you've never read a what if comic, this is what a what if comic is. This is easily a one shot comic. That's what until recently with Chip Zdarsky is one of Spider Shadow. They were just one offs in a bottled story, seeing what happened, take one change like this and see what would be done. So I agree. It is an okay episode. It was cool to see them where this is going to go. I'll leave my predictions for where this is, but I think this is not going to be the norm of the, of the nine episodes. I don't think we're going to get consistently. What if the, what if this, I think they're going to start, we're still going to start seeing some connections probably by, I'd say probably, the next episode might be a little more like this, but start veering. I think that by the third one, we're going to start veering into beyond that idea. To Brent's point about, I don't know if this is going to reach the heights of the other shows. I can see a Chadwick Boseman centered episode reaching uh, those heights, like those clip on TikTok and seeing it on social media everywhere. I can see that maybe, but for this episode, this was a, like like Brent said, this was a good but not super great episode. But the cell shading, like you were talking about, Chris, I think they did that from what I read, so they could try to get the likeness of these mm-hmm. characters from the MCU to like to match a bit better than because I I did read they were debating using like old old Jim uh, no yeah Jack Kirby Stan Lee style designs mm-hmm. in two D in two D but they went away from that and I kind of like it. I think it'll grow on me. I'm more interested in other 
episodes than this one, but this was a nice, safe, good first episode rather than taking a gamble or anything. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's a good point. It's This is easing people into the what-if concept. We're going to take a movie you know. We're going to just change a little bit. We're going to literally ask one question. What if Captain Carter was the first Avenger? And ease you into the idea so when we get the more outlandish stuff that it's less of a shock to people maybe i've seen some criticisms that this was too much like the first avenger movie i I get where those are Mm -hmm. for me every time i saw a shot like you know her kicking in the door and her her walking forward with the howling commandos that were behind her you know surrounding her like i saw a shot like that pulled out of the movie and i liked it like i i enjoyed seeing those but I do understand the criticism where it was very similar to, to the movie. And again, like you said, the, we are the fans that are going to notice that. And we expect a lot more just being the fans, but like you're again, this is a general audience. They've never seen a concept of a show like this. They've maybe never have heard of the comic. What if, and so why not just make them a uh, comfortable saying, Oh, I remember that moment. Oh, I remember that moment, a different kind of fan service at that point on the games in the chat saying action was dope. Loved how she didn't stay skinny was built like an Amazon pro CrossFit athlete. Uh, Sebastian Sham was the weakest voiceover. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have much voiceover to really do in the show either. Um, was a solid intro for the show's concept and audience. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely, like we said, it's a good way to intro it. Um, you know, I liked in the opening, we get Jeffrey Wright as a Watu saying, you know, time, reality. You know, he's calling out the names for no, you know, these are the, these are part of the Infinity Stones. There, there's a reason he's calling these out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I, you know, he gives this whole spiel of like, I will not interfere in all this stuff. And it's like, mm, yes, you will. <laughs> before, <laughs> before this show is done, I think you're going to be interfering. Because that's well, the thing. The, the watcher never interferes until he does. And so it, it's, it's almost a guarantee. In the comics, he interferes a lot. And, and my, uh, Go ahead. My main issue is, is this going to open and close every episode? Or was this just for the first episode? <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, I could actually see that going either way, and honestly, I wouldn't really mind either way. Um, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I was hoping would open the show, though. Um, it's not really a, a demerit; it's just something I thought would have been kind of cool. You got the Marvel Studios fanfare, right? You know, mm-hmm. all the different shots from all the different movies. I kind of wish they had redone that with the animated styles. Like, keep God, all the I, characters there, yes, but yes. make it the animated styles of it. Give us that animated Captain America and all that stuff. I think that would have been a really cool. And I know at the very end when it said Marvel Studios, it like they kind of changed it to look a little more animation. Mm-hmm. That I just mean the whole thing. And I, I, again, I'm not, I don't want to like sound like I'm criticizing it. Just, I thought it was a cool idea. And uh, part of me was kind of hoping they'd do it. How about this? Maybe for the final episode of the season, they do that with all our characters that we've seen. That would be fun. I would like yeah. that a lot. Because uh, we've seen changes of it, like WandaVision did some changes towards the end as well, Dep- uh, towards the towards the end of the uh, the season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for those that don't know who this character of the Watcher is, who watch you, you only see him at the beginning and in the end. You know, the Watchers are a near omnipotent alien that originally tried to interfere in other cultures, and that ended in a nuclear holocaust. So they decided that we're going to take a vow of non-interference, and the Watchers are actually tied to the Celestials. So 
maybe a possibility of hearing or seeing the watchers but this is actually not the first time we've seen the watchers we've seen the watchers in guardians of the galaxy volume two right right and one of the 37 credit scenes that that movie has yep (laughs) yep so uh but yes just kind of taking the intro you know i like when you know, Alati says when she, when Peggy takes that moment and stay down there, that's the first that's the first variant. That's really not the first variant. That conversation she had with Steve never happened on screen uh, in the first Avenger. That's that never happened. You know, I just kind of took that to mean like that is still the moment that like Correct. changed yeah. the course because the conversation happens and then in the movie she she goes up into the watching room or in the waiting room or whatever, and so things play out differently. The, the Hydra agent doesn't blow up the lab the same way, you know. So to me, that's how I took it. But technically, you're right. That is a deviation of but, of the universe. But I want to take that in the sense of that conversation she has with Steve would be part of the inspiration to her taking the place because of just rem- just emphasizing like how important him doing this is going to be. Sure, I can see that. It's still pretty crazy when you think about it, that one decision – causes all that causes tommy lee jones character to die Mm -hmm. like changes so much just just because like you wouldn't think it if you were her but in reality it causes the the hydra agent to have to be down there as well erskine dies immediately on impact so that's it's crazy that one little yeah okay yeah nah i think i'll stay instead of because i watched the captain america scene today just to mm-hmm. get some context and she immediately she doesn't even pause she just goes on up to the waiting area and here it's like no one decision i love how that works for the audience right away you can tell and the watcher points it out but i i loved just that one simple decision so you can follow it a lot easier and you got to like all the little i mean we're going to say this throughout like the changes at this point i think the the i got a good chuckle when howard gets her out of the the um the vita ray thing and comments on well you won't be needing high heels anymore instead of <laughs> when when steve goes i feel taller <laughs> okay I, I gotta nitpick one thing right after she becomes captain carter she gets the serum they're like taking her blood so they can have samples to test and stuff mm-hmm. the nurse taking it is like I don't even know how to describe it. Like she, the way she's jabbing this syringe, in, she wouldn't be pulling any blood out. I'm sorry, it's a nitpick, but I, I've watched the episode a couple times now. Both times, I'm like, "You're killing me here. You're killing me." Just, <laughs> I know it's a go back and look at it. It's ridiculous. No, you're you're right. You're right. At that point, all in the game thing was also convenient for the budget to have Tommy Lee Jones die before saying a word. I'd be very impressed if Tommy <laughs> Lee Jones would ever come back for an animated animated movie. At that point, Boy, <laughs> you won't see him on Twitter not being asked to come back <laughs> the replacement guy was such a suck it, it worked out good for the show but oh my god like, well the, the replacement guy is in bradley whitford's character yeah yeah just, no the, just... no the replace well i mean he's he wasn't that character was an agent carter yeah so yeah. so yeah. so colonel flynn does have a a we'll put quotes history because even in, according to Marvel legends, we, they don't even reference the agent Carter show. Well, that Brad, it's not that Bradley Whitford was part of agent Carter. He was part of the one shot. And the yep, Marvel right. legends yep. did reference that. There you go. They did reference the one shot. They did not reference the ABC television yep. show. Yep. Got those confused. Thank you, Brent. Uh, but it was cool. to see. I mean, I wasn't that thrown by, 
the voice actor change for Chris Evans, I, I really wasn't that thrown. I knew, obviously, I knew it wasn't him, but I really wasn't that thrown by it. No, he he did a really good job. Great job, great job trying to mimic Chris Evans' voice. I thought he, mm-hmm. I, I, you wouldn't notice it. I don't, I don't think that much if you're a general audience person just watching this. Well, they how, they how, talked about how they were when they did for those kind of characters, they were prioritizing the performance over the just sound alike. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I in this case, I, I, I still, I think he captured the essence of mm-hmm. Chris Evans, and that for me, that's enough. What about um, you see you see a lot of like Howard is more involved than we'd ever seen it in like he's involved in First Avenger, but he is really involved in in this this whole kind of the the development of the plans. You know, even though he doesn't want to be there at the end, but he seems much more involved than we originally saw him in First Avenger. Like he really wants to stay behind the scenes. And I think that kind of makes sense because he had a he had a relationship with her. Like in First Avenger, mm-hmm. they knew each other. They were friends. They were colleagues. He's one of the people who did respect her. You know, he it, he didn't treat her like oh, there's a woman in the room, which they hammered home. He just treated her like another a, co- a colleague and equal. And so, to me, if she became the super soldier, I feel like he would be a little bit more involved. Uh, like you said, referencing the one shot at that point, Agent Carter will be you know, assisting with shield, you know, will mm-hmm. be a key member of that. I, I like, you know, especially it's, it's a nice kind of playoffs. Like he's the playboy. He's even referenced. I spent, a, I spent a weekend with, <laughs> with what's her face. And I didn't even pick up German. The playboy is the most respectful of, of women. And is the first one to give, give it credence. And since so here's, here's your getup, let's get to Berlin. Let's get the Tesseract back, you know, <laughs> It's it's really a nice playoff in the sense of oh a woman gets superpowers we're just going to really sideline her in a different way than they sidelined you know right you know Steve Steve went to USO shows at that point got sidelined and wouldn't get out there she wouldn't even they didn't even get her she was just like you're you're go go away and that and that's the thing why I didn't like well obviously you're not made you're made not to like his character but just comparative to Tommy Lee's character who completely respected her. And did value her. She was training people in the first Avenger, and she was knocking out cadets, and he was smirking at it. Like he, he mm-hmm. really respected her. So I, it, it kind of annoyed me how much that guy didn't respect her at the beginning. But just like Captain America, just a little differently, we see her value on the field pretty quickly, and it, it's it's great to see. I, I just like when we talk about the action a little bit. I was really impressed. I was really impressed with the animation for the action. Yeah, all in the games could have been even more involved in terms of operating the Mark One suit, but felt that they wanted Steve to have something to do since they didn't kill him off at the start. I, which I'm glad they didn't kill off Steve. Period. At that point, well, let's um, let's take our first ad break before we get into the the action at that point and get into some more of the depth. So, listeners, these ads keep the lights on in the Geek Ultimate Alliance network. We don't get to choose what ads come on. They can be a bit loud, so I'm going to give you a three count to turn that volume down before they come on. Three. Two, one, we'll be right back. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so let's get into that action. Who wants to uh, lead it off first? Uh, I want to point out, I like how quickly she took to it. And I was like, well, like, you know, there's this scene where she's talking to Steve and she punches a punching bag over, you know, mimicking what we saw in Avengers, of course. And then but she also happened to pick up some weights and fling around and chuck those things precursor to what we were going to see with the shield. And I'm just like thinking about it, I'm like, well, she did already know how to fight. She knew mm-hmm. how to take care of herself. You know, she already could do this. stuff. So just giving her power, like she is going to come to it faster than Steve did. And I, I really like that they did that. Good. Yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more. I wanted to say that the way she was throwing the weights was perfect. And then you'd pan out thinking it was just one in his hundreds. I didn't like the the air coming off the punching bag when she was punching. Like the, I think they went too much with the animation on that. Just mm-hmm. a minor thing that I thought didn't need to. But when she wore the suit, this is one of the things I wanted to talk about. When she flips over the the car though the motor motor car with the two people in it the way the light pans on to the animation is fantastic it really shows mm-hmm. off everything mm-hmm. and it it caused me to pause rewind and watch that segment a couple times to really appreciate just the lighting and how it shows everything it was like that must have took some time <laughs> yeah especially how they like she just basically takes it like, she has no fear in the sense of she's not going to jump out of the way she literally takes the shield and said let's see i mean we didn't hear we didn't hear the one word about vibranium like they just assume we know that that shield's made out of vibranium things like that like she uses it and just like oh and she then she rocks everyone saying where has the shield been all my life like she is in the fluidity of the fighting it looked like i was watching a live action movie just slightly better <laughs> in the sense of like, because you can do a little bit more with animation. Sure. And skipping things like the vibranium makes sense. They, this is not a show for a brand new MCU person. You know, like I keep hearing about 
WandaVision was a show that really drove new people to the MCU as a whole. Great. Wonderful. Welcome to the club. Glad to have you here. I don't think this is the show for that though. Like, I don't think this is the one bringing they, they are assumed like that's what makes what if work. You have to know what the regular version was for that. And by the way, my lights just flickered because it is thunderstorming right now. So if you lose me, <laughs> that might be why. Gotcha. Um, and, and, and that's, that's the great thing. I mean, Marvel's timing it. Out. There's a, there's actually an omnibus coming out at the end of this month, beginning of next month, that's collecting the first series of the first 25 issues of the original run at that point. And that's what makes it interesting in the sense of you just change. That's what, what if is different in the sense of DC's Elseworlds? What if is changing one little thing at that point sees what happened elsewhere in a DC it's, it's a, a lot, a lot of times it's a massive change to the world. At that sure. Point. And eventually there are some what ifs that go bigger on the changes mm-hmm. and stuff closer to what I would say Elseworlds was, but definitely originally it really was just a little smaller things. And then how would things snowball from there? Usually in horrible ways. Like I remember, like I have one cover burned in my memory because it always captivated me. That's just what if Cable killed the X-Men. And I don't even remember the specifics of the epi- of the issue, but at the end of it, Cable killed all the X-Men. So it just <laughs> ended all the horribly. Yeah. Um, I mean, the interesting thing is I, I, I got this question at, at, at work talking about, you know, Howard building the mark will basically, you know, the, the hydra stomper mm-hmm. and uh, my, my coworker is saying, you know, well, if he did it now, why didn't he do it back then? And I said, well, here's the thing. Here's my kind of headcanon in the sense of he saw what hydra did with the weapons when the Tesseract when they got the Tesseract. And probably at that point he thought it was too dangerous. And until she, we didn't see shield use the Tesseract in that way until captain Marvel, we're not saying they couldn't have done it, but that's the first time we have seen it outside of the first avenger instead he studied the tesseract and helped create the new element and we know this because tony used the journal entries to finally put the finishing touches on that new element i think there's an even easier answer same i think i have one of those he he didn't have the tesseract in the first avenger peggy recovered the tesseract giving him the ability to power the hydra stomper and steve's presence like was somebody that he wanted to help get in the fight he didn't Peggy could already fight, so he didn't have that mm-hmm. need to to build her the armor. But even without that, it, it all comes down to where the Tesseract was. Since she had it, since she recovered it, he could, I mean, from the, that just it shows the domino effect changing. Well, he could have had those plans in the original MCU timeline as well, but mm-hmm. he just didn't have any way to power the machine. Right. He didn't have the art, record, art reactor technology, didn't know how to make it at the time. So his, he was limited by his time i think he said something like that True. my age so i think that it's just he, he may have had that in the original time he's like oh i have something to operate now just the thing perfect mm-hmm. and immediately sticks in and uses it as a uh, power device for the machine so i don't know if necessarily if the tesseract getting the tesseract made him build that or if he already had the I, actual thing i would i would lean towards the latter just because he He's he kind of looked like he had an idea for what to use it for, um, because he already said like it's a it could be used for a massive amount of energy that we know what became later of the art reactor. How about Ross Marquin reprising his role as the Red Skull from Endgame? That he stole. 
I'm just, I'm no. just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Obviously, he did great, like he did in Endgame. I, I enjoyed him both times. I, I, th- I actually had to look it up to make sure in Endgame that it wasn't Hugo. So I, I just think that he's he's got the voice down path, and I wanted to see more of him. That was one of my only criticisms. I wanted to see more of the Red Skull, but I sure. obviously it's Captain Britain, Captain Carter. It's it's her her deal so uh you're not going to see as much of that especially a story we already know i was surprised at the fate of red skull we'll get into that <laughs> i was really surprised at the fate well especially when you know when they he how he gets to tesseract that the what i'm just going to say chuma garoth you know the creature already surrounding the the image of the tesseract i said all right i've seen way too many of these things before we are definitely getting Shuma in this episode <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't we don't know for sure, and I read I saw things somewhere that said the writer said it actually wasn't Shuma, but it was mm-hmm. basically the same type of creatures at the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Okay, I I'll give them that, but there's been the rumors about Shuma. I can never say its name being in like the next Doctor right. Strange, and it I so I don't know. It was either way. And then I was also trying to remember. Doesn't Hydra have like some sort of weird monster thing that they? practically pray to and stuff anyway i know they did something like that with this hive character in the agents of shield tv mm-hmm. show but i thought there was something else from the comics as well regardless i was not expecting the red skull to go out that way it's actually kind of funny i thought but i love <laughs> I that they brought marquand back in to do that and I, I really hope that we see the red skull again in live action and mm-hmm. so just in him still being around still working with marvel that's a relationship i want to see continue what it, I mean, the the train sequence was basically you know a, a changeover from our train sequence in in First Avenger. The little, especially the hey, you almost ripped my arm off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, but, I tell, tell you one thing about that, Chris. I thought it hit it hit me a little bit more in this animation until we find out what actually happens to Steve. But I honestly, with the explosion, I thought I thought he was dead. I thought that was it for him. This was the sacrifice. This is going to be like. The, the Bucky situation in the previous movie because nothing happened to Bucky. Something's going to have to happen to Steve instead. I thought he was gone, and it really hit me. I was like, damn, they, they, they got me to care about him in that little limited time to the point where I'm a little bummed that he died. I can't believe so quickly. <laughs> I, I, I was glad that he didn't, but I go back to the scene prior to that. I like the moment that he and Peggy have having the drink before, before the train sequence occurs. little deja vu switch with... Uh, the first Avenger with him not being able to get drunk, but he's more down on it than she seems to be. You know, I, for about two minutes there, I wondered, are they going to turn him into a winter soldier, Steve into a winter soldier? Like I wondered if they were going to go that route with it. Obviously they didn't, but the thought crossed my mind. Well, getting to that fight sequence, I kind of, I I caught this the second time around more so. And just because I'm a, I'm a fan of, King Arthur and, and not necessarily the character of Captain Britain, but I know enough about the Captain Britain character and the history surrounding it. You know, when she draws that shield, draws that sword from it, I was like, okay, I think it's more than a fun parallel. It, you know, in comics, Captain Britain, deep connection with the multiverse. Merlin is the first person in Marvel comics to discover the idea of the multiverse and categorize it. And he made sure that every single multiverse had a Captain Britain there as the protector. And they chose their weapon as either the amulet of right or the sword of might. 
So if Captain Carter is the guardian of this reality, then this could be the sort of might. And in other realities, another Captain Britain could choose something else. So even though, yes, named Captain Carter, I think it's more than just a single parallel. I, I would like I would like her to take the name Captain Britain. I, I would like that. Mm-hmm. I think it works with her costume. I think that it would be great. And if that sword thing that you mentioned is actually true, then that would be pretty cool pull if that's what they do here. Yeah, it's definitely a deep pull. But the you know the ending fight I thought was a way to kind of I we all know that. None of us, I don't think, at the end of that, if we've seen the trailers, know that this was going to be the <laughs> end of Captain Carter. Right. But it definitely served a purpose in the sense of how Steve went down at First Avenger. This is how she disappears for 70 years. I love the switch to Chris, where Steve is the one watching her leave. And I would love even just a quick callback to when we're going to see her again, uh, maybe once or twice. I know that for a fact. I, I, in one of the trailers, there's a scene of her standing with Doctor Strange, which mm-hmm. we did, what we didn't see here. I would love to see her finding out what happened to Steve, like she, like he did with her when he came back. And does That's, he have a nephew? Yeah, well, not that. Let's not go that far. Let's not, <laughs> let's not waste that much time. But yeah, that's something that I am interested in. I wonder if they'll do switch like that. They've done that most of this entire episode. But it was sad seeing her push the giant squid monster into the abyss knowing that she wasn't going to come back but still telling him yeah i'll be there on saturday very i love the switch it just it just works for for this brent what do you think about like you know we know when she comes back you know the nice call call back you know put down the sword instead of put down the spear we see nick we see we see hawkeye clint where do you think we are in this sense? And we know we're 70 years, but what reality are we getting to walk into that she has gone into? Well, that's that's the question. Is it really the same the same reality that she left, or is it a different one? I I think it's absolutely on the table that it's a different one. I, I think it's too soon to definitively know. My my first thought was just she jumped in future, but it wouldn't surprise me with the nature of the show just coming out of Loki if she did hop dimensions also. Yeah, or or you know, again, her, she may be in her reality, but the amount of changes of her becoming Captain Carter has drastically altered as well. There's one thing is that Hawkeye knows that she's Captain Carter. He says mm-hmm. to, to to Fury, "That's Captain Carter." So my first thought was just like Captain America, she just went in time and come back to her to her same Earth, but just makes sense. Ahead of time. Yeah. And Clint's on the ground this time instead of watching from above, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so any final thoughts before we get into some of our listener questions? I think just, this was a, just an average episode. I, if, I'm i taking a page from Superhero Discussions here, but I would give it a 7.5 out of 10 if I was, <laughs> if I was scoring it. I got to do that. It's just it's always written on the top of every animated episode. <laughs> I liked it. I'm I'm excited for more. And again, I think this was a good choice for the first one. I am looking forward to some of the more out there scenarios that they've come up with as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I liked it. it. It's again, it's a good starting point. It's going to get better. It, it, it's going to raise some interesting stakes and some interesting discussions. So all in the game, we're going to get somebody asked that question. So we will get to that. So you want to start off with that question, Brent? 
Sure. That was uh, from John. He said, since when can the Tesseract, the space stone make people travel through time? Um, well, there's, uh, there's a theory going around. I heard it on the phase zero podcast. I've heard a couple other people mention it, that this may not have been a direct portal from where she was in the past to the present day. And it, you got to wonder, was there a stop in the middle? Did she meet perhaps Uatu, the watcher in the middle of wherever she went through? And then he sent her on her way past. I, I don't know. So it, the Tesseract, the Space Sun, you wouldn't think of it for time, but I don't think anything says, for all we know, she was just traveling in another dimension and was effectively stuck in a stasis between dimensions all this time. Mm-hmm. Or between, like, I, I don't have a good answer for it. It just doesn't seem any less plausible than any of the other changes we've seen, so I'm willing to go with the ride for now. Yeah, the the machine, the machine would be my suggestion. That's what the machine does. The tesseract just powers it. The machine, possible, possible. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. good idea. Not a a bad idea. Uh, Another question we had to the JDP presents at Drawer of Junk says, "Do you think how with how episode one ended that these stories will have a loose connection to each other, maybe involving a conflict that makes the Watcher break his rule and help the heroes?" Uh, As I, I think I just kind of said this at the beginning. I think we'll get a fee- I think this is probably one of a very few amount of these bottle episodes. They're very self-contained. I think we are going to start seeing more and more connections with the other episodes. This to me, it felt like a phase one is is a phase one movie. I mean, it literally it was a phase one movie. Yeah. I definitely think we're the, the heroes are going to come together and play. I think we'll get a couple solo things and then bring them together. What if Avengers is what we're going to get? The what if Avengers, <laughs> just random people pick from these episodes. We're going to get T'Challa as Star Lord. We're going to get like each one, Captain Britain, well, Captain Carter, sorry. We're going to get all of them as a crew to solve whatever problems going to arise by the end of this season. I mean, yeah. I mean, originally this was kind of billed as, you know, 24 episodes just looking at each one of them at that point, which is what what if is. But it'll be interesting to see after the end of the first season, did we like how they, if our theory is holding up, if they're connected, do we like how they're connected or would we have liked maybe a couple of them connected and then kind of doing more bottle episodes? So it'd be something to think about as we go through the series. Yeah, and I'm remembering there's that shot in one of the trailers that starts with the Battle of New York Avengers circle up and then it like morphs into... The what if Avengers, as Travis said, I I definitely think I have no doubt in my mind they're coming together. Mm-hmm. Uh, then last one, uh, Dookie at Dookie. Do you guys think that they should have adopted the Love, Death, and Robots format of what if as far as using different animation style for each episode? Don't mind the style we were getting at all, but I would have loved to see uh, different episodes in, in old school style. What do you all think about that? My thought is if it's connected, then keep it all one animation style. If you're making this some, even trying to make this a connected story, keep it one animation style. But if this is, if it's not going to connect, or if there is an episode that's not going to connect at all to the bigger storyline, maybe do that in a different animation style. But if, if you're going to stick with it connecting, like they're kind of hinting that it is, I would love it for it just to be one animation style. I think that's just better. They, AC Bradley, the head writer, basically said on an interview that because they are trying to still have like a likeness from the MCU proper, that that is why they went with the animation style they did. And so I think it'd be really interesting if they, in the future, if they kind of moved away from that model and did try some different animation styles out. 
But at least for now, I think, I mean, that's why the, the, I think, I think we're going to see this throughout because that's pretty much what they told us. Yeah, I, I'm I'm okay with the similar animation style again. It, if if there were more bottle episodes, I think we're gonna get that with uh, the Star Wars Visions. I think we're I think that is what that is billed as because again they are single uh, bottle episodes, single bottle mm-hmm. series. So, and that's where it works the best, I think. Um, but yeah, so those are our questions, and thank you, listeners, for putting those in. And uh, Travis, I think this is uh, where you're gonna be jumping off and going through your uh, back to your reality. Yeah, going to watch Stargirl. Uh, very apprehensive with all, how much I love the DCCW minus Superman and Lois this year. So I, I'm really nervous to watch that, especially after watching something so fun before. But I want to thank you guys for letting letting me out here. I love animation. You guys know that. And mm-hmm. this was fun. I'm really excited about the next episode. I think it's the Star-Lord, different Star-Lord episode. And I've been really looking forward to that one since they announced the show. So I think this is going to be great. Like I said, thanks for having me on. DC Alliance is going live tomorrow night at 7 Eastern to talk about Titan Season 3. So please join us for that. And like I said, again, thanks, guys, for having me. It won't be your last time, I know. So. Oh, yeah, I'll, you'll see me. I'm still waiting in the green room after I leave here for the Spider-Man trailer. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, yeah, I, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. <laughs> well, thanks, Travis, for coming on. See you, guys. Catch you thanks, later. Travis. All right, we had a few more people joining in the chat. Uh, Zombie forty-two oh eighty oh eight zero saying uh, different animation styles might be too distracting for the continuity of the show if each episode was one and done. Yep, that's basically kind Agreed. of what yep. we're saying. Fanboy Clay, you just missed your co-host saying, uh, "Just imagine an MCU what if in the Spider-Man animated series." Out. Oh, that would be interesting. I wouldn't turn it down. <laughs> And we got oh, uh, Jennifer Maggio. Welcome to the chat. Uh, your first time, or at least on uh, this chat, so welcome. I liked What If episode. It was nice as a one-off, and it was nice seeing Agent Carter, Captain Carter in action again. I always used to like the What If comics growing up as a kid. Yeah, so this is a real treat for us that that enjoyed those, because those were always just fun just to pick up, and because we would do it as fans without mm-hmm. the comic definitely definitely so all right so you want to head to some news brent yeah let's uh yeah, let's so, get into it so uh you're the business rep the behind the scenes rep at that point for the show so uh i i enjoyed uh hearing you all just give me the updates at that point so we had the disney investors call um and these have become more and more <laughs> probably attended by uh non-investors mm-hmm. at that yeah. point just because of the possibilities of they drop little nuggets here and there but we've got a lot of possibilities going on with disney and marvel so do, do you it, mean to tell me you don't have it on your calendar and you didn't tune in and listen to it live that was just me okay (laughs) no no, i would have if i didn't have certain things i need to get done before doing the show i am an investor of disney (laughs) so i also do have the right to attend in that sense but no when i've got other people doing it for me like yourself i will will gladly take a break i i just paused the podcast i was listening to and turned on that so yeah disney the uh disney investor called today basically you know, I'm, I'm going to flip the order of the notes here. Um, yeah, go for it. Bas- basically, the news everybody was waiting for was what's going to happen with Shang-Chi. Are we going theatrical only as as has been planned? Are we going premiere access? Are we getting delayed? Well, it is the plan of September 3rd, theatrical only. They're sticking to it. Uh, Bob Chapek, CPO, was asked about it, and he, he basically said... Eh. 
I really didn't like this answer. At one point, he talked about that they had contractual obligations that they had to uphold because of uh, that were set in stone months ago at the last investor call for a 45-day window. Okay, fine. So, like, the, they probably did sign something with the exhibitors at that point, with your Regals, your AMCs, etc. I understand that. But when he called it an experiment, that really bothered me because I do think they do kind of need to experiment. What... That what a Marvel movie is going to do theatrical only is informative because if the Marvel movie doesn't make it, none of them are going to make it. Let's be real. And it's, you can't really base it off just black widow because while there was a theatrical release and started off super strong. And then of course to box office took a huge nosedive. There was the premier access part. So mm -hmm. they got to remove that variable. I just, I don't like it. And it stinks that this is the, Shang-Chi has to be the guinea pig because I feel like there is a real opportunity for a Black Panther moment here. And it's not entirely Disney's fault. I understand they didn't entirely have a choice here because of previous contracts that when, to be fair, when those would have been worked out, things COVID wise were, they were looking better. Things were on a much better trajectory than we are right now. Unfortunately, Shang-Chi, I think is, I honestly, I will be shocked if it, if it does well at all at the box office. Like if it, if it, if it matches Black Widow, I'll think that's a huge success. Like if it even matches it and I think I'll be truly surprised. Yeah. I, I agree with Clay. When you all put in the chat during it, it was going him calling it an experiment. It was just like, I didn't like it. Very didn't poor like choice it. of words. Yeah. It's not a good look. Uh, it's it's not a good look with any movie, but particularly what this movie is supposed to represent to the Asian American mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh god. And it, it was that came. That was not part of the prepared remarks. That came from the answer to one of the questions. But frankly, you had to know you're going to get asked. So he mm -hmm. should have already had a prepared question now or prepared answer later he was more or less asked about the scarlett johansson lawsuit and it was sort of alluded to and he, you know he gave some nonsense about most of their deals for most of their talent have been fine and everything and that's the closest he got to referencing it by just saying most so he more or less dodged that question um there was <laughs> fanboy clay i don't like this bob variant I he is no bob he is no Bob Iger. That is true. There, there is some interesting news that did come out of this, though. You know, November twelfth, just a few months, is the anniversary of the launch of Disney Plus, and they're doing a Disney Plus Day, where. Uh, let's see. They said, quote, from our media networks to our theme parks, to our consumer products, this synergy enables us to raise consumer awareness and further increase engagement with our streaming services. And then, you know, some puff beef stuff. And then at the end of it talks about um, basically we're going to have a really exciting lineup, as you might expect, expect. We're going to have a really exciting lineup, as you might guess, as we approach those consumers who have not yet signed up for Disney Plus with a really attractive group of titles to be announced. Basically, odds are November 12th, we are going to know at least one new Marvel project confirmed. So that may it may be something that we've already heard of from the trades, like the Echo title, or it may be something that is full on nobody's talked about it completely confirmed and you know what i feel like the audience here would enjoy it i bet we get something from star wars as well that day and mm -hmm. i am definitely really looking forward to that uh zombie 42080 two years already dang only one year left paying four dollars so i know i'm with <laughs> you zombie i did the same thing that three-year deal yeah i i would renew that in a heartbeat if i could but <laughs> yeah but it's 
it, it it's good to hear that they're doing something for the anniversary at that point will it be on the level of what we got last december and all that kind of stuff uh, there's a possibility but i that was that was a lot but you did mention um that this was supposed to be pushing more non-subscribers at that point so it could be very close to on that level of how much content they're going to throw at us new content to kind of drive new subscribers you know i i wouldn't expect as much as we got that day because that was like the first like like that was back like that investor day uh you know at san diego comic-con earlier that year like that was like the big push for sign up for disney plus that's coming we're bringing you all these shows now we're at the point where they got to make the shows they have to deliver and we already have enough shows that that have been announced for probably the next two years or close to it mm-hmm. but i think one or two is very much very possible i'm definitely hoping hoping to find out about a couple new projects crossing my fingers for nova mm-hmm. we all are including bd all in the game saying shouldn't Iger's judgment be criticized a little since he had a role in appointing chapik who park employees already hated <laughs> well you know you know, I've, just... I've heard some of that park employee stuff. I don't know how much truth there is to it. I got to assume there's at least some validity to it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, sure, if you want to criticize Iger's judgment for his role in that, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, anyone, if, if you hire somebody in a position and they turn out to be horrible, then so be it. That said, I'm not willing, I'm not going to jump on the Bob Chapek is terrible train yet. Do I think he mishandled the Scarlett Johansson situation? Absolutely. Do I like his answer and his use of the word experiment? No. Uh, at the same time, I'm willing to give a little more time to it. He needs to work on both of these situations, but I think those are fixable issues. No, I agree they're fixable. My my issue all, also, and again, optics-wise, it was a good move for bringing Iger back in when pandemic happened, but it also it struck me a little odd in the sense of you just appointed your new head at that point, Yes, it's okay to need help, but it wasn't. I think it was very bad optics. They let's bring back Iger. He can't handle it himself. It was like, all right, that's voting a lot of confidence in your I mean, guy there. But they only brought him back in like a, a content way. Like he was basically helping with the content. He wasn't working on the business. And so I, uh, I don't think it's too big a deal there. I, I think I think it was a little bit more like when he said he was stepping away to focus on Disney Plus and rebuilding that. That's what he stepped away from. But when pandemic happened, they brought him back more into the fold than just mm, Disney fair. Plus. So so that was my, my only concern is just like it's OK having help. But, you know, when you bring it back to former boss, it's kind of like, am I in charge or am I not? <laughs> Ultimately. So. But I'm not going to give Bob JPEG glowing review by any means. I, 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 to me, like one of the first big tests on his own, because regardless of what Iger's involvement was, he'd still been around throughout COVID and the launch of Disney Plus and all that, was the Scarlett Johansson scenario. And I think he bungled that. I, yes. I mean, and if you believe reports, Bob Iger thinks he bungled that. Kevin Feige thinks he bungled that. Everybody thinks he bungled that. It, do I think that's worth him losing his job over? No, I, I don't I'm not think going to go that far. Yet, no. But. If this became, if it's a one-off, okay, we can work with that. If this becomes a pattern, I think there's a problem. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Yeah, definitely. So, all right, we got some more news to go into, but let's take our second ad break. So, listeners, these ads keep the lights on of the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network. We don't get to choose what ads come on, and they can be a bit loud. So, let me give you that three count to turn that volume down before they come on. Three, two, one. We'll be right back. All right. So we'll get into some more interesting controversy. And this is something that we've kind of known in a while, but it's kind of reared its forefront with this uh, kind of investigation that The Guardian has done. Uh, Marvel insults its creators with MCU movie payments that are shockingly low. Uh, The Guardian has revealed that the writers and artists who have their work featured prominently in the Marvel film, and they also talked about DC as well, will be sent an invitation to a premiere by the company and a check for $5,000. Three separate sources confirm this amount, and they described as a tacit acknowledgement of the compensation that was due uh, marvel declined to comment uh with only a spokesman comment saying that we can't speak to our individual agreements or contracts with talent uh they spoke to you know several sources they said worked with marvel that said that their payments for the creations contributing to successful franchises initial five thousand dollar payment nothing or noting a special character contract like jim starlin the source says the squeaky wheel gets the grease, Jim Starlin said, who created Thanos, recently told The Hollywood Reporter Starlin negotiated a bigger payout after arguing that Marvel had underpaid him for his for its use of Thanos as the big bad of the MCU. Prolific Marvel creator, uh, writer Ray Thomas, got his name added to the credits of the Disney Plus series Loki after his agent made a fuss. But these creators... Uh, that Marvel needs to keep happy, things can go very differently. Uh, They went into more things saying that, um, like bringing up uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates, saying long before I was writing Captain Marvel, I read Brubaker and Epting's Death of Captain America storyline and Return to War and Soldier, and it was the same most thrilling storytelling I'd rather I'd read at that point. He says he's been treated very fairly, but he understands where people are coming from. Uh, Ed Brubaker went very much recently. Mm-hmm. I know when speaking with Kevin Smith on uh, mm-hmm. Batman Beyond, he said he was at he recalled at a uh, once at a Comic Con where he watched Roy Roz Kirby yell at Jim Shooter about his mistreatment of her husband in the middle of a panel of creator rights. Uh, decades later, Brubaker helped Marvel with success of the Captain America run with Steve Epting. According to sources, and Brubaker's gone on record about this too, Brubaker and Epting showed up in tuxedos to the premiere party for Captain America Winter Soldier, the movie directly based on the comics, only to find they weren't on the list. Brubaker texted Sebastian Stan, the actor who played Epting's character, Bucky Barnes, and that's how they got in. Um, they have these special character contracts where creators can ask Marvel whether they characters were qualified for extra payouts. However, it's up to Marvel if they accept or reject this. Um, and this is the same side of DC. Um, Epting, I mean, excuse me, um, Brubaker has absolutely no love for Marvel because of this reason. He 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 has not watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier for this reason, biggest alone. He's glad of his success. That's why he is stuck with independence. Um, Alex Ross has the same problem with DC very much, and that's why he's more of a Marvel person now. Yeah, and I haven't looked into it much, but I know a lot of the bigger creators right now are basically going off on their own and doing their own third-party independent thing. I I read this story about Marvel and the $5,000, and I I basically thought two things. One, 
legally, I'm sure they are totally within the letter of the law yes. that they're not violating any contracts or anything like that. I, you work for Marvel and DC, it's work for hire. You don't typically own the characters unless you create them and they're special at that time, contracts and stuff sorted out legally, but morally, ethically, man, I don't know how much is right, but it's got to be higher than $5,000. Ed Brubaker deserves more than $5,000 for the winter soldier concept. Yeah, it, it, it is. And that's, and that's the guy. I think that's even the guardian article kind of goes into as well. Like they acknowledge like legally, none of these companies are doing anything wrong morally, ethically. This is, this is something that this, it, it's a huge problem for Disney. We, we've kind of hinted at the idea. We're going to look up the articles of their, uh, with the star Wars buyout and stuff like that. Who's not getting paid with the novels and things like that. I mean, this is a big problem, but that's why you're saying that's why these big names are leaving and, yeah. and doing their own. And, you know, you mentioned Jim Starlin and he actually like, he came out and said he got more money from DC from Warner brothers for KG beast being in BVS than he did for Thanos, which let's be, let's be real. Come on. That is not the same. Like the level of no. the like KG beast could have been anybody. He could have been any no name person and still fulfill that role, but you can't just change Thanos. No, Marvel should have paid him more in this case. And I know later they came to an agreement that everybody was happy with. But regardless, it, it's just it's a bad look. Even if it is legal, it's a bad look. And you've got to think, like, if, if you're if you're a creator, do you want to give your best ideas to Marvel and DC? Or do you want to save them for yourself when you can option the rights out? And that And that's the thing. That's why a lot of things creator, like, contracts are very specific in the sense of like how often like royalties things like that i mean the amazing documentary and very sad documentary uh batman and bill on hulu looking at the 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 fight to get bill finger back into being named as co-creator of and really you look at the influence of bill finger he really is more of the creator of batman that bob kane ended up being but that fight just to get the recognition and the acknowledgement of bill finger's uh creation of it. i mean this is a long long history that's why companies uh the nonprofit, uh the heroes initiative is out there to help out creators because they didn't have insurance and and, and things like that and, and fanboy clay you know you bring up your episode from dc dc alliance this week you know tinian uh is a great example of walking away you know he's acknowledged that he had a huge contract waiting for him at that point and just said, no, this is the, the, it's from DC, but the one to go independent was much bigger, the biggest he's ever seen. So. Yeah. I, when, uh, the Tinian news that really surprised me. And I guess Scott Snyder didn't renew his contract recently with DC. And nope. I'm like, man, that is, those are some losses for DC. Those are big time writers, super high caliber. And yep, it, it, it's not just a loss for DC, but like they didn't go to Marvel. So it's a yeah. loss for the big two for superhero comics in general. And, and I've said it before, the more I've gotten older, the more I've enjoyed more independence than I still love Marvel and DC, but you know, image and, and all the other, you know, boom, dark horse, you know, they're doing, this, they get to do what they want and the quality is seen at that point. So, uh, but yeah, let's move on to our next story. We've got a, let's, uh, we've got a, you know, we've got a change in release dates. <laughs> a yeah, little. I, you know, I, I when man, when I found out that Clifford got delayed, I knew this was a bad thing. I knew it was a bad sign. <laughs> and Red Dog started the trend. Sure enough, you know, uh, today 
this report came out from Deadline that they're hearing from their sources Venom is being talked about to move, and then it wasn't too long later. Uh, Boris Kitt, it was quite a while later when I finally saw it, but Boris Kitt, not long after the Deadline piece, put out there and basically said, uh, yeah, it's done. It's a done deal. Venom, let there be carnage, new release date, October 15th. So only three weeks, and as my massive Venom and Carnage-loving co-worker told me, What's the point of three weeks? Virus is still going to be around. I don't really know the answer to that. You know, I, I this tell I, I like that they didn't push it farther because the closer it gets to December, the higher the chances of Spider-Man being being delayed itself. Uh, Travis Hines was there a Spider-Man trailer in the time I was away. No, and there won't be for a long time. But it realistically, it just feels like you know I I always said Venom Let There Be Carnage that would be the Spider-Man trailer. Like we'd get it that week. Well, that just got pumped, bumped back three more weeks. <laughs> um, so there you go, Hines. Um, here's the thing. I'm not surprised. Like it, I just didn't expect Shang Chi to keep its date and Venom to move. And it, if we could just gets the stuff under control so that we could, you know, have some of these movies and get to do these things. Zombie, no way we're getting no way home this year. Man, I, I agree. I would, if if I were, if I were betting that I would be betting against it stinks for venom. I don't know what three weeks is going to do, but you know, it, it gives us like, let's, let's say the dates hold somehow miraculously. They all hold. It's four months of Marvel movies (laughs) because it's Shang-Chi, Venom, Eternals, and then Spider-Man. So if they manage to hold, Marvel movie once a month for four months. I mean, that's kind of a fun stretch. Well, you know, I, I, I kind of said this, brought this up that the idea of Shang-Chi moving at all with this call, with the marketing already ramping up, that wasn't going to happen. I think they were going to hold that date. If they were going to back it up, it was going to be something ridiculous like this three weeks, you know, something to save face. They don't, they were not going to do what happened with Black Widow and keep on moving date, moving date, moving date at that point. Um, I think it's more of opportunity. Like you said, let's see how the box office does with Shang-Chi. Then we can start saying, okay, if it's a, we're not going to put out, I mean, I hate saying it. They're, they're basically putting up as a sacrificial lamb to, as their quote unquote experiment. Ugh, God, I even hate saying the term right now, but it more of an opportunity for Eternals, Spider-Man No Way Home, we will not see this year. I will put both of those movies moving out of this year. You think Eternals is also? I think Eternals is very much off the table at this point. If if Shang-Chi does abysmal in the sense of if we if it does not cross $50 million, so say what? What's a is abysmal to you? I say abysmal is that Suicide Squad numbers? You know that would be that would be, kind of, that would be oh my gosh that would be catastrophic at that point if it does it Suicide would Squad. That would be catastrophic if it does not get to fifty million dollars, which is still awful for a pandemic compared to what we got with um, Black Widow. Fifth, it does not cross fifty million. That's we're not seeing another Marvel movie this year. To me, it is less about opening weekend, which goes against, you know, every box office conversation ever and more about the second weekend. What is the hold? What is the drop off? And I think that is the weekend because like black widow had a great opening weekend, 80 million domestic 60 million, uh, premier access. So it, we're not getting that. We don't have that advantage with Shang-Chi. Venom, Let There Be Carnage, I don't think is going to... I mean, I know the first one did great, but at least financially speaking, I just I don't see that that being like the movie that everyone comes out for. I think a lot yeah. of people would. We will obviously be there and see it, mm-hmm. but 
it, I, right now I am more interested in the, like even this weekend free guy, I'm interested to see how it does. I'm more interested to see how it does next weekend. And so second weekends that I've been looking at lately. Yeah. And, and the only reason I say is if it starts off at that low, the chances of it going, <laughs> chances of it uh, reversing that trend are very low. Um, fanboy and the clay 45 day wait to PA or free. That one was my question too. It's free. Free. Okay. Yep. So, yep. so it goes to do, so it goes, they're to not charging plus. you 30 bucks yeah. 45 days after it was out. So, <laughs> I'll be like, no. No, I'll wait, I'll wait to another couple of months at that point. I mean, that's an unfortunate thing. Like I, I told, told Aaron, I said, with this, I said, this just means I'm going to see it once before the review. I'm not going to have, I'll have no chance to see it twice. I'll see it I, once, and that's the only chance I'm going to get. I won't go that far. I, I will probably at most see it two times before. Uh, if it was on PA, I would probably see it squeezing a third or close to it, but I would definitely have three or four in by the time the weekend was over. But as is, I mean, 45 days to get to Disney Plus, that's really not that bad. So for yeah. the people who hold out, like who don't, for, you know, I, I respect their decisions. You don't want to go to the theater right now. I totally get it. It's not that bad. I just. Man, it sucks because you're gonna get stuff spoiled, you know. Yeah, and you just just get that. But you know what? I mean, it's not the same equivalent of movies. I mean, I I had never seen a Quiet Place one. I've always wanted to see it, but then when I heard Quiet Place two was gonna come for 45 days, that's when I did a, a double header one weekend and watched them both. And it really wasn't that long away. It was like, oh shoot, it's finally here. But again, I understand Marvel movie not the same equivalent. Yeah, and yeah. Here's here's one thing. Uh, Clay had mentioned, you know, if Shang Chi does bad, the entire phase shifts again. Does that include Disney Plus shows? Because you know, there's these rumors, connections between Spider-Man: No Way Home and Hawkeye. And Hawkeye was again reiterated today. No mention of Miss Marvel in the investor call, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Hawkeye was called out as being uh, releasing this year. We got a release date for it and everything. I I don't want Hawkeye to be delayed, so I'm hoping. Any right now, if Spider Man's delayed, I'm hoping any connections between the two are more thematic than direct. And, and to be fair, you know, we we do have what did we get? We got the tease at the the end credit tease of Black Widow, and how many months away is that from Hawkeye? Yeah, not too far, realistically. So 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 if Hawkeye's premiering in November, if we have already by that point know that No Way Home is is delayed it'll probably be a little bit longer but it we're not i'm not predicting a year separation that's and just the, me. the the connections were i mean they they the rumors were kind of like weak i guess i'll say that like like we know yelena is going to be in it right like yeah, we know yeah. that we're seeing her in hawkeye so right now the connection to the black widow movie is far stronger than these tenuous connections to spider-man but regardless i wasn't happy to see venom being delayed other than other than enjoying the, the the idea of a marvel movie a month not happy i just for what it means ultimately i don't think it's good and i really really hope shang chi does well or else it's gonna throw so much off but you know worst case scenario i don't i don't see venom delaying again so we got venom coming out we've had several disney plus shows we had black widow it's still a good marvel year yeah it, it is for what it is like i said if i could sneak in a second viewing at that point i would but i just know my schedule that week is just not gonna allow it i'll, I'll see it that night and just gonna have to accept it and i may see it again may not it's just it cases are going up in my area too. So it's just uh, only so many chances I'm going to willing to take, but all right, so let's move on. We'll continue with venom news. Um, 
I'm going to let you take this one, Brent, because I think you need to take a victory lap. Yeah, I when when the Morbius trailer, we're talking Morbius now. When the Morbius trailer first came out, I said on Fans Without Borders, I went back and listened to to fact check my memory. Uh, basically, I could see Venom and Morbius together. Like we're going to see these two together. Now it looks like not only is that going to happen, but we're going to we know when it's going to be. Well, currently January, but probably delayed Morbius, the Morbius movie. Wait, wait, wait a minute, there's a Morbius movie still. There, there is, you know, there's still only been the one trailer. Where's all the hate for that, you know? <laughs> hashtag give me the morbius trailer or whatever verving my verving my more my point in the sense of I, I i don't know how many people actually know this movie exists january 21st 2022 is the current release date it's a mere 161 days away but regardless oh, 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 hold on pause do you think if venom is hold get moves any further does morbius hold that date no Okay. No, I don't. Okay, continue. If, continue. if, if, Venom, if, if Venom moves any further, no, it doesn't. Okay. Uh, Daniel Espinosa, the, the director for Morbius, was giving an interview and basically said, uh, you know, like when you, you're looking around and you're like, look at everybody who's here, uh, Jared Leto, Michael Keaton, Tom Hardy. It's like, oh, great. So why was Tom Hardy on set? Well, thanks for uh, <laughs> accidentally revealing that one for us. And it's so hard. I know it's got to be hard for these people because they made these movies so long ago. And they just want to be able to get them out there and talk about them. I get it. I feel their pain. Maybe not how I would have preferred to learn Venom was going to be in this or even appear, but I'm curious. I'm curious to see it. So I've seen it in the comics. Let's see it here. It's just rather interesting. We are building a... A connected universe in the Sputnik, S-P-U-M-C. whatever. Yeah, exactly. P U. <laughs> um, at this point, w- within the Morbius movie, God, Jared Leto's ego needs to get that much stronger, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, Morbius is the nexus point of mo- the Marvel Cinematic God. Universe. <laughs> oh God! Again, did you hear I, uh, Hugh Jackman's going to be back as Wolverine in the Morbius movie? <laughs> Apparently Morbius is is in the MCU according to Tyrese too. So yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Vegas, <laughs> uh, he may guess, ultimately not be wrong. We'll, we'll he may out. not at that point. Again, I'm. I don't. Again, my whole thing is it's not because I don't think this movie doesn't deserve it. It's just I'm not a I'm not the biggest Morbius fan in the sense of like it says I am so craving a Morbius movie. Doesn't mean a Morbius movie doesn't deserve to exist. It's just not it's just not my tempo right now in the sense of I that's probably the lowest thing right now I'm excited about. And the only reason I am excited about it's to see Venom in the movie, see Michael Keaton in the movie. I'm not excited in the sense of Jared Leto. I like I maintain, Jared Leto, but I, I like the trailer. I, I maintain I thought they might that trailer made me think they might pull that movie off. And you know, we'll <laughs> see. I reserve the right to to change my mind when I see the actual movie. But trailer number one did its job for me. And I but I totally forgot about Morbius with my month of Marvel movies. You've got one more in a row. September <laughs> through January. Marvel every month. And, and I will be happily eating crow on that if it proves to be an amazing touchstone point for the best sony spumc movie of all time i will gladly crow on that it just might be it just might be all right so we got kind of i'll say moon knight news segment in the sense of one is really moon knight the other one is kind of moon knight tangent if rumors are to be believed uh moon knight disney plus uh emily van camp rumored to reprise marvel role in oscar isaac series so 
Emily Van Camp, Sharon Carter is said to be making it to be appearing, although it is unknown. It'll be a simple brief cameo or something more. This is coming from the Ronin.org. Uh, Carter was revealed in the Falcon and Winter Soldier as the show's villainous puppet master, the power broker, as she spent a lot of time growing a criminal empire Madripoor. Oscar Isaac, uh, Mark Spector, once worked for the CIA and may have a history with Sharon Carter, who left the shield to work with the CIA at the end of Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Uh, on top of being pardoned, Sharon's status as a power broker means that she has now a vast amount of resources. So I'll say when I saw this news, this was not the show I was expecting the power broker to come back in, but understanding the history of the possibility, it makes sense. You know, I, I it would be interesting to see if it's more than just a one episode cameo, but you know, it's a way to kind of keep us remembering Sharon Carter is no longer on the side of good. You know, I, I kind of had like secret invasion, maybe armor wars. Like those were in my mind for seeing Sharon Carter again as the power broker. If it ends up being Moon Knight, cool. All right. You know, yeah. I still, I, I like the character. I, I'm interested to see what they do with it. I didn't think that turn that everybody saw coming was the best or most well-executed part of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But I am cur- still curious to see what their plans are, what they're going to do with the character. Kind of want to see her and Val, don't call her Val, meet up and talk with each other as well. But regardless, yeah, you know, just one more thing to look forward to Moon Knight for. Like I said, that was just like saying, well, we had a whole episode calling her the power broker, and then it's revealed as the power broker. It was just like, well, it's kind of lame, and I was bummed out by it, but all right, we'll go with it. <laughs> Actually, think, you know, there's the rumors, and Snell has been talking about the Haley, Haley Atwell may reprise the Captain Carter role in live action. It'd be kind of cool to see her Ooh. and Sharon Carter meet up with yeah. each other. Like, what would that do to Sharon, you know, to <laughs> this aunt that you already idolized, and she's now a super soldier? Like, that, that would be, <laughs> I think that would be interesting. That, that that really would be interesting at that point but i'm more excited to see okay now that we we've gone beyond the okay obvious she's bad now what is she doing how are we going to grow her how much more sinister is she going to get and if she really is sharon mm-hmm. carter you know at that point all right the last part of news we got tonight i guess a tangential looking at moon knight uh rumor claims disney plus show for mcu's werewolf by night in the works and this is coming from the cosmic circus a few weeks ago it was revealed that director kevin smith was told by jeff Loeb that he could not use werewolf by night for his sit for for his series since uh this for the sin series scrapped uh howard the duck hulu series due to the fact that Marvel had plans for the character elsewhere. Uh, She said she can exclusively reveal that Werewolf by Night will be a Disney Plus series filming under the working title Buzzcut. Uh, the production company for World by Night is Natural History Production, LLC. The series will begin filming next February. Uh, giving credit where credit is due, Geeks Worldwide initially reported World by Night coming to the Marvel Studios project uh, in August 2019 of Moon Knight, and uh, they specifically mentioned their sources were not clear of where it would appear, but later it would be Moon Knight. It's going to probably give the first appearance. And that was, I believe, also credited to the Ronin um, about the production company. So kind of building more and more. It looks like we're going to see not only our cameo appearance, our first introduction of World by Night and Moon Knight, but it's going to be big enough that he's going to be getting a series. Yeah, you know, not not a character I would have expected to get a series but I, at this point, I've learned just to, to be open to it. You know, there's, they've done enough cool things with enough obscure characters and it'll be like, okay, 
and I, Werewolf by Night, he's not even all that that obscure. I mean, I don't know a ton about the character, but I definitely know of him. Great, you know, bring him on. Moon Knight sure looks like it'd be an interesting setup with a Blade, maybe. So it, I feel like there's a whole other group over there of people that could come together. And yeah, I mean, sure, Werewolf by Night. I, I would never have guessed it, but I, yeah. I, don't, I don't hate the idea either. Yeah, I mean, again, br- bring it on again. Just whatever it is, I'll, I'll, I'll Kevin Feige be trust, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or as our, uh, as Travis now would say, our Lord and Savior. I can't condone that. <laughs> no, but I, 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 I just that's I, I, his saying at that point. I'll let I'll let him rock it at that point. But I'm, con- I'm our, convinced he says it just to troll me. There may be that too. <laughs> All right, we're going to take our last ad break before getting to feedback in our comic book club. Uh, again, listeners, these ads help keep the light on in the Geek Ultimate Alliance network. We don't get to choose what ads come on, and they can be a bit loud. So I'm going to give you that three count before they come on. Three, two, one. We'll be right back. All right, so... Uh, listener questions. Uh, we kind of, they were all basically the, um, you know, all about what if. So we kind of did those ahead of the show. So let me pull up our factor fictions real quick from last week. It was your turn. And I, I, I put it out to us, and I'll make sure I point it out today when we get to um, two of the factor fictions were voted on the equal amount of times. One had a massive amount of traction. And there were no hashtags involved in it. There were nothing like that. But you had a nerve, Brent, with one of them. Uh, so first one, Mason from Black Widow will appear again by the end of 2023. 67% said fact and uh, 33% said fiction at that point. Uh, I think we both were pretty much fact on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Number two. Uh, Red Guardian will interact with Captain America. Sam Wilson, 76% said fact, 24% said fiction. So it definitely was fact on that one. And this one, 87 votes. 87 votes, this one. The other two had much, much less. (laughs) Spider-Man No Way Home will directly allude to the Fantastic Four. 43% said fact, 57% said fiction, no hashtags involved, nothing like that. I wish. (laughs) 57% of the people are wrong. (laughs) I I, I did. Josh Green put a a comment said, hey, I can dream right. And I I replied simply from uh, Castle saying, always. We can always always dream. (laughs) All right. So I've got some factor fictions. My turn this week. So, well, I, I like segues. And so this is a good segue from our last story. In addition to Werewolf by Night, we will see one more Midnight Sun, either referenced or a cameo in Moon Knight. However, it is not going to be Blade. Okay. Um, it's gonna... see, let, me, let, me, let me rephrase that. It's going to see one more cameo. That is, if Blade does come in, that is not a cameo you can choose. So we'll see Werewolf by Night, Blade, and one other cameo or reference to a Midnight Sun. I'm going to say fact because you have the reference line in there. Because mm-hmm. I, I really think that could be the way it goes. So, yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to say fact. Do you, do you think, because again, we've had, we say Midnight Suns, but we've also had a history of Midnight Suns also being female as well. I mean, I wouldn't say no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah it's certainly, 
I mean, that would qualify. So yeah. I, absolutely. Absolutely. I, th- I, I'm going fact on this. I think yeah. I, th- I think, I think very much we're Moon Knight is the building of the Midnight Suns at that point. Blade will continue it. All right. Our next one. By the end of Phase 5, we will have a MCU Marvel animated theatrical movie that introduces a new character or team that was not an MCU canon before. An MCU theatrical animated movie introducing yes. someone that wasn't canon before. Yes. Uh, yes. And hopefully they work on it with Pixar. <laughs> there we go. That would be that would be interesting. We kind of talked about that a little bit, but yeah, I, I know we had had I, Travis Snell had the one where we would see an animated movie in the next three years, and I uh, very much fiction on that just because of they would have yeah. to be in massively development at this point. But I wanted to take that and say by the end of Phase Five. But I like the idea of will we see our first animated MCU proper movie that introduces to someone or a team that we have never seen before in the MCU? I, I think it'd be fun if they do it. I really, I think the the reaction to what if will be very telling towards that. If what if does do well, if Disney plus is happy with it, everything, if Feige's happy with the numbers, then yeah, why wouldn't you look at more animation, especially when they've already said they're like basically building an animation sub studio. So I, I definitely think that's something they should be pursuing at the very least by the end of phase five. Yeah. Three years yeah. still feels fast, but maybe. Yeah. Uh, and last one, the end game level event that closes out these three phases will have not one villain, but two major villains teaming up King, the conqueror and Dr. Doom. Fiction. I don't see those two working together very well. I, I could maybe see them appearing in the same project. Yeah. And I, I also, I may push back on the, you think in game level, you think we're going to have like 23 things building up to one. I don't know. I mean, maybe, but multiversal I, I gotta go war. multiversal war, you know? Yeah. In that case, do you really see King and Dr. Doom as the villains of secret wars? Oh, I'm just putting out the question. I didn't say I agreed <laughs> with it at that, the idea. I don't have to, just because I put it out there doesn't mean I have to believe in it. No, I'm fiction as well, but yeah. I like, I like the, it's fun like though. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, I'll give you the fun and I would definitely down to see King and Dr. Doom, you know throw down with each other yeah absolutely i just i don't man the two of them working together i just don't see it oh working together and then freaking but betraying should... the hell out of each other at the end yeah yeah there you go there you go they should just do it that'd be, because, it'd be, it'd be fun because i still remember that scene from uh, a secret wars in the sense of doom doom holding basically crushing thanos and disintegrating him and yes. having this on the hand that was <laughs> that's how powerful doom can get so all right, so I will post those on Sunday afternoon, so let us know your opinions of that. I don't know if I'll have an 87 level like uh, votes like you did, Brent, but uh, we'll see. You never know. <laughs> I mean, it was Spider-Man. It's cheap. It's easy. That's true, but you didn't even hashtag anything. That's what made it more epic. <laughs> Whatever works, I guess. <laughs> All right, so let us get to our final segment of the night, continuing our comic book club of Age of X. So we read uh, this week New Mutants number 22 and X-Men Legacy uh, number 246. So, you know, now we've kind of established our, you know, where we are in this world. We still, I obviously still have a lot of questions about what's going on with this. Uh, what were your thoughts on these issues this week? I, I enjoyed these quite a bit. These were really strong. You know, the first one, some cool Cyclops stuff, some beautiful Cyclops art. Like the artwork I thought was just stellar in that New Mutants 
mm-hmm. issue. It it was good, but it was good, but it was the the rogue stuff or the legacy, the Reaper, whatever you want to call her, whatever yeah. her name is. The, her storyline, I was really really interested by. So I was, you know, when these kind of events they jump between titles sometimes they switch who the focus is but really we got a lot of legacy in both of these issues and i was glad for that because i was really really i I found it really compelling i was really interested in her story yeah it it was you know the through line where we left it you know finding the camera her investigation of like okay what's on this camera this mutant i'm not familiar with this mutant that um you know are, are you that you went to i think they call him box at that point no, not really. I it seemed familiar to me. I I have to have read something with this character or with a similar power set before. But no, like it, it felt like a new character at the same time. Like I don't know. I couldn't even tell you what their real name was. Yeah, it's it's one of those like you know he's the ability to talk to machines. He has a suit where he basically kind of starts losing his humanity as he stays longer in it. Uh, but you know how she's taking the power, talking to Kitty Pride. But I like it how when she walks through it, like one of the mutants um, recognizes her. Yeah. She's blind. I can't remember her mutant name at that point, but you know there's a connection, and mm. she we start seeing these things, and she knows something's not right. But then you know Danger wakes up. You know she's now basically branded a a traitor at that point, and so they send you know, kind of these, this special black ops team to take, to bring her in. And so the net, the X-Men legacy issue is basically the chase at that point. I do like the moment we do get with between her and Logan. Yes. Um, I was just thinking that, you know, again, Logan's going to, is this very just tragic character from the first couple of first two issues we read in the sense of like, he took the cure and has wiped out his healing factor. And, you know, basically somehow miraculously he is still alive, but he's trying to one day get back his healing factor because he can't pop out his claws or else he'll basically kill himself. I really appreciated when he uh, basically stood up to the people hunting legacy to stall, to give her more time. And he went so far as to make it look like he was hiding her in a trap door. Like he would ever be that obvious. Oh, you don't want to move from that specific spot, right? Well, of course she's not in there now that he's just stalling, but it's cool to see. He still has his heroic tendencies, even though his powers are effectively gone. Mm-hmm. And, and like he's just like you don't scare me I, I if i die i die whatever at that point and, and one of them kind of calls it out saying you know don't bother with him anymore he's just basically stalling for for, for her so i i do wonder if he's going to get his powers back but it's an interesting way to take off like the arguably most overused x-men like to take to take him off the board effectively mm-hmm. for it's just it's an interesting concept that's working I know last week I said I'd continue reading. They just wouldn't rise to the top of my pile. This, These two, I thought they were much better overall installments. And so they, it would definitely be moving up that list here. I was I was really pleased with both of these. Yeah, especially the ending. And they look like we know if you look at the next issue at that point, you know, you know, Gambit basically tries to, you know, rescue mm-hmm. Rogue and then Magneto kind of sends a hold of crushing him. The next cover, the next issue is Magneto and Rogue on the cover. It's just like, all right. <laughs> should probably have put that out there at that point but you know it's it's magneto's also wanting to know what's going on because right, something's right. not going not right so i'm wondering probably next couple of issues pro- i don't know if it's the next two but probably by as we get towards the last third of this one i think we're going to start seeing what's where what is going on with this reality what is what has happened so yeah you we got to start getting something something mm-hmm. soon i mean four issues in they should start peeling back the onion a little bit especially those blank 
photos at that point. You know, mm -hmm. there's definitely something more there. But all right. So the next two issues for next week will be New Mutants number 23 and Age of X Universe number one. So check those out. Those are the next two parts of Age of X. So all right. We have come to the end of volume 62. So we've got what if next week, maybe some news, maybe some more movements. But I think, though, then at that point, we'll be two weeks away from Shang-Chi at that point next week. Yep, three. Two, right. two weeks. Two weeks, so. Tickets should be going on sale any day at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, I've got to, I'm, my wife had said that she's already uh, she's got something er an early evening she's got to go to so I'll be definitely seeing a later show <laughs> that night uh, in order to get that that viewing in. But all right, well, thank you, listeners, for joining us. And uh, Brent, why don't you tell them how they can follow you and plug fans? Uh, yeah, uh, Fans Without Borders is my other show. Uh, next episode's recording this week, and it will be our review of the Suicide Squad. And you can follow me on Twitter at Brentech Prime. Yes, and uh, definitely want to thank our sponsor, OrganicPriceBooks.com. Again, thank you for being our official sponsor. Use that code MarvelGUA at checkout for all for two dollars off every single order. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Balga. You can follow this show on Twitter at Marvel A Podcast. You can email the show at MarvelLinesPodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network on Twitter at GUA Pod Network. Feel free to tweet, email if you want to provide feedback, ask questions, factor fictions, uh, rate, continue to rate and review the podcast and apple podcast whichever platform of choice may be we have our solo feeds and so don't forget about that uh thank you all for joining us in the chat tonight we had a couple of newbies coming in we really appreciate you those of you who are listening thank you so much stay safe out there everyone and as stand man would say excelsior true believers well i know he's listening he'll he's our he's our producer of this show he's saying i had a question I didn't get it answered. And probably when mm -hmm. Katie's listened to this, I had a question. I didn't get it yep. answered. Well, I hope you're still listening because like many times we may put these at the end. So as our post credits, <laughs> so Katie started this. And if you haven't been paying attention to the geek ultimate Alliance or watching DC Alliance, uh, watching geek first and listening to geek first, uh, Mr. Snell and clay have, a, have a little war with each other going on. We'll, a, a, a disagreement that has spilled over into both shows. So Katie asked, what if fanboy clay and Travis B. Snell could get along? I don't know. What if <laughs> yeah, it wasn't long after this came in that you messaged me and said, Hey, let's make sure we ask for Marvel questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause you just asked any questions for the show and you just thought for the I, most part, it, for, for the most part it's worked until now. I, le I left this open to it. What if fanboy, you know, I, I don't want that. I don't want that because I think it's funny to hear their little <laughs> snide comments at each other from their respective shows. I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I enjoy, I particularly, like I enjoy just them just kind of tagging each other back. It's a nice, healthy rivalry. I don't, <laughs> I think that keeps things active between uh, them in the sense of, you know, Travis saying he threw the show for charity that's fine. Clay still gets to claim a, a victory. What victory yeah. at that point, according to Snell, it's a hollow victory to Clay. It is a victory nonetheless. As if we want to go with Vin Diesel's mark with family at that point, it doesn't that's matter right. by winning an inch or a mile. Winning is winning, you know, but I know Snell has put out the challenge to both Clay and 
<laughs> and Tra- and Travis Hines to face him yeah. and his tag team partner. I mean, what do you, what do you think about that? Do you, is it right to bring in Hines to this? I mean, I I don't know. I, I I saw the end of that match. I'm still not totally convinced Snell threw it. I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> but no, don't bother me with your nonsense challenges. I have no part. I don't even have any of these games. I won't be doing it. But I I think him bringing in Heinz. I I think it's fun. It's I just hope I can watch it whenever that happens. It, it, it's fun. it's definitely gonna be good. I want. I, I think we need at that point. Not only Kirkland giving commentary, I think we need a, a second one. If we're bringing in two people to this, I think we need two people to bring in bring in some color commentary. You know, I, I like the Kirkland idea, and then let's get somebody from the GUA. It writes itself, yeah. you know. Just... Exactly. We're, we're marketing this. We're marketing. We're building it up at that point. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to hear the answer. Mr. Snell did have a question at that point, and I know he's in the chat right now. What if people, including Dude Boy Clay, respected? Would, wouldn't the world be better? Sure, but less entertaining. I know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, kindness. We always want kindness at this point, but we wouldn't be having a good, a good conversation, a good laugh. And you know, I'm very curious to see how uh, Clay and Hines ex- either they accept or maybe give a counter challenge to it. Because I would love to see maybe a counter challenge. You know, maybe see them and one up them. Maybe do something that uh, it will be hard for Snell to walk away from and deny. You know, you know. For the second time today, I feel like I need to give someone I'm talking to a pot and something okay. to stir it with, oh, because okay. you definitely are stirring something up here, and I like it. I am here for it. Yes, please, Clay. Please, Heinz, raise the stakes. Because <laughs> we're all just waiting at that point just to see how far we can take this at this point. <laughs> I mean, all right. But, but what do you expect from them? You know, there's lots of fighting over there. It's all that DC stuff. That's all they do, right? I mean, it it lines up with the with with the thing, you know. At that point, you know. I'm not saying it doesn't happen in Marvel, but these days in DC, it's 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 rough being out there. <laughs> God That's forbid you true. say you like one thing, you'll be canceled. That's the truth. So, all right. Well, thank you all for listening to our post credits, and we'll see you next week. Have a good weekend.